to Maritime AgCast, the podcast dedicated to the farmers and the farm community of the Maritimes. We will discuss all things related to the livestock industry with local, regional, and national guests, as well as keep you up to date with current markets and industry events. Today on Maritime AgCast, we're going to get to know the Agri-Commodity Management Association. I'll be joined by fellow staff members and teammates, Kara Seville and Ashley Anderson. For those who aren't familiar with the Agri-Commodity Management Association, we were formed in 2010 as the result of more than two years of strategic planning between Pork Nova Scotia, the Nova Scotia Cattle Producers, the Sheep Producers of Nova Scotia, the Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture, and the Nova Scotia Department of Agriculture. All of these groups realized the importance of professional and administrative support for small commodity groups in the province. By working through ACMA, the member organizations can move forward without relying solely on the volunteers of their boards. The vision of ACMA is to be the leading provider of quality professional services to farmers and the farm community in Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada. While each of the commodity groups work with ACMA to reduce administrative overhead, reduce and eliminate duplicate functions, and form synergies by sharing information, all groups remain autonomous. In addition, providing service to more than 14 farm organizations across the Maritimes and one national organization, the Agri-Commodity Management Association also delivers the Advanced Payments Program across Atlantic Canada and the Prairie Provinces. Welcome, Kara and Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Kara, let's start with you. You joined ACMA in 2014. Uh, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I was born in Nova Scotia, but moved to the Western U.S. with my family, where I completed high school and attended university at the state ag school. Um, I didn't get to grow up farming, but I've always lived in rural areas, so I did grow up with an appreciation for agriculture. To ACMA, I brought my background of customer service and banking, um, but I've really enjoyed learning more about the industry. Excellent. And Ashley, you're the newest team member here. Uh, You joined in late 2017. How did you end up with us? Um, Well, starting, I guess, from the beginning, I was born and raised in Bible Hill. Uh, I graduated from the Dalhousie Faculty of Agriculture in 2017, where I majored in animal science. And before joining ACMA, I worked with a national farm organization delivering on-farm programming and performing inspections. And I also have a background experience in office administration and event coordination. Excellent. And for those who uh, haven't been introduced to me yet, uh, my name is Brad McCollum, obviously, as your host. Uh, I grew up in just outside of Truro in a small farming community as well, uh, where my father was dairy herdsman uh, on a local dairy farm. Uh, So although I didn't grow up on a farm, I grew up very close to farming. After graduating high school, I decided to pursue my degree at the Agricultural College, where I finished with my Bachelor of Science in Economics. From there, I was very fortunate. I found employment with the Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture, uh, doing some policy analysis work with them. Uh, That led me to a brief stint in the federal system uh, and not prison, as some of you may think. Uh, I worked with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada as a policy uh, person with them as well for a couple of years. Uh, And then in 2010, I joined ACMA as the executive director and have been here ever since. Uh, so today we're going to get to to learn a little bit about ACME, what we are, uh, what we do, um, and how we service the farm community here in Atlantic Canada. So ACMA is a membership-based organization. We work with several groups uh, who are members and subscribers to ACMA. We do provide 
all levels of service for, for groups from basic communication and event organization right up to full general management uh, and financial management. And that's the one of the benefits with working with us uh, is instead of hiring a single staff person, uh, many of the groups that we work with are able to work with us through a subscriber agreement uh, and have access to all of our resources as far as farm organization goes. So we have three members, Pork Nova Scotia, the Sheep Producers of Nova Scotia, and the Nova Scotia Cattle Producers. Uh, each one of those boards has a representative on the ACMA board. We also have three independent directors uh, who are appointed by the membership groups to fill out the, the board of six. So the criteria for those other three individual or independent board members uh, is that they have to have a connection to agriculture or small business, and they can't be a member of one of the three member organizations. We also have ex officio representation from the Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture, as well as the Nova Scotia Department of Agriculture. As far as services go uh, that ACMA offers to all or part of our members, uh, we're going to go over to Kara. Kara, you serve in several roles as the program deliverer manager of ACMA. Uh, what kind of activities do you oversee here in the office with our groups? So there are three main categories, I guess, um, of activities that I oversee. The first would be financial management. Um, so with all of our, or some of our groups, we do all of their financials or some of their financials any anywhere in between. Um, so I do that part of it. I also am in charge of um, program delivery. So we have in the past offered some um, reimbursement programs for equipment purchases, things like that. Um, so I would manage all of that. And then the main part of my job is administering the advanced payments program, which has its own podcast you can listen to. But in short, it's a federally funded cash flow program for farmers. Uh, and Ashley, you're, you're the one who people uh see the most on our social media and website. What uh, what are your typical activities look like? Being the industry coordinator at ACMA, I plan industry events uh, as my primary role. So such as uh, annual meetings, conferences, workshops, producer education sessions on important topics. Um, for example, within the cattle producers, we have recently done uh, bull selection. And for sheep producers, uh, we've recently done improving land survival workshops and new land management workshops. And for pork, recently small scale pork production. As well, we help coordinate training sessions. So last year we had helped do safe handling courses as well as help do uh, presentation workshops for transportation regulation amendments. And, and not to mention your most important new role is director of Maritime Ag. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that is right. Yeah, that, this is an idea that we've been kicking around for uh, a, well over a year now, and we finally got the summer uh, and Ashley on the, on the trail, and here we are recording sessions for our September launch date. Yeah, which actually leads me into another role here, uh, is that I handle most of the communications for ACMA. So as well as podcasts, I also manage the social media accounts of various commodities, as well as websites for most of our commodities. Um, we distribute monthly updates to cattle producers and sheep producers via email. 
And this notifies them of top national industry headlines going on within the industry, as well as upcoming events that they can participate in if they wish. Uh, as well, we also do printed newsletters for the cattle producers three times annually. And that's just as an extra method to keep producers informed and on our registry. Yeah, so leading into what I do, I actually think I have uh, probably one of the most fun jobs here at ACMA. Uh, not that they're not all uh, fun in their own sense, but uh, my job is to really be uh, a board liaison uh, with members, with the public, uh, government. Uh, so I work on things like meeting management, making sure that we're holding meetings in accordance with our bylaws uh, or our marketing plan for the uh, for the agency boards. Uh, I get to work on some internal and external policy development and program development. Uh, I get to work with our partner organizations on industry initiatives, uh, whether it's through the Maritime Beef Council on the cattle side or the national uh, groups on the livestock side. I also do a fair amount of field work as well. So I get to go to meet with farmers on a fairly regular basis. So that's just kind of a snippet of what we do here in the office. You know, we, we are fairly busy. It's always an interesting time here in the office and time management is uh, one of the things that we struggle with or one of the things that we thrive in, I guess you could say, on the opposite side of that. So we've been really fortunate uh, by working with the boards over the years to make quarterly and annual schedules to ensure that our annual meetings don't have overlap, make sure that our board meetings don't have overlap so that the boards can still function uh, and we're not condensing all the workload into one specific time of year or time of the month to help even it out for, for us here in the office. Over the past 10 years, we've had many successes and, and challenges here at ACMA. Uh, Kara, what are some of the successes that you've seen uh, even in your six years here with the organization? Well, some of the things that we do really well, um, because we're doing similar things for most of our groups, we can really hone in on the policy development and some of those specialized things that the each group needs. Though there's some overlap between the groups, so we're not recreating the wheel every time. And just the, the pure existence of ACMA allows some of these groups to continue to exist, where if they were based on um, their volunteer board members, sometimes it goes by the wayside. We've seen associations kind of disappear, even though they're still active. But this lets um, our groups stay front and center with their producers and, and active in the community. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen either within the structure or within the industry? Within the structure, as, as you mentioned before, um, time management is always our number one concern, both making sure that everyone gets the attention that they need and also not driving ourselves crazy in the process. Um, so managing to spread things out, spread out workshops, um, combine things where we can. Those are challenges and, and also successes. They're things that we've managed to do very well, I think, um, over the last few years. Um, Industry-wise, we always have to worry about conflicting priorities if one of our group is pushing for something that another one doesn't necessarily want or, or isn't completely behind. Um, we have to manage those conflicting priorities between our groups. Um, and then anytime we have a new group, there's always an, a learning curve. Um, so just getting caught up on where they're at and what they're looking for and what their priorities are uh, can pose a challenge. But as I said, I think that we do pretty well with the groups that we have and the, and the challenges that we've come across. So 
Yeah, I've always said uh, since the beginning that ACMA was here to provide administrative support uh, and didn't necessarily need to know an industry inside and out. Um, but it definitely tells if you're talking to a farmer and you don't know the difference between a heifer and a Hereford. So uh, <laughs> the industry learning curves are, are very important. And we've been very lucky that the some of the boards have been patient as we've started to work with them and learn not only their board structure and their activities, but in some cases, their industry and how they operate as well. Absolutely. Uh, there, there are several benefits and drawbacks uh, to this structure. Um, we've, we've learned those over time. There's some that we've been able to overcome and some that we are still working on. Uh, Ashley, what are some of the benefits uh, that you can outline uh, of this joint services model that ACMA has been working on? I would say one of the largest primary benefits would be the centralized industry knowledge um, because we do work with so many commodities that it does get spread very fairly amongst the industry um, as well the cost effectiveness for board management and this way the board can focus on industry issues rather than having to focus on the administration work because we can do that for them here. And, and what about some of the drawbacks? Um, you know, we've identified a few things over the last decade that for either legal reasons or, or other reasons that we just can't combine fully. So unfortunately, this doesn't eliminate all costs to the boards. Um, there's still the accounting, the legal, the insurance, all of the other stuff there that can that can definitely show up. Uh, as well as the prioritization of policies and tasks, because that can sometimes be um, a bit of a struggle to figure out the prioritization and where, where it should lie. For the past 10 years, ACMA has provided professional administrative services to farmers across the region. Uh, Kara, what do you see as in the, the near future for ACMA and providing services? Well, I've left my crystal ball at home today, but... Uh, I know that all three of us are always excited to work with new industries and get to know new commodity groups and how their process works, both for administration through ACMA or even with the Advanced Payments Program. Um, so we're hoping to have some new challenges in the future. Any closing words from you, Ashley? Yes, I'd just like to reiterate Kara's statement that we always welcome new commodity groups to work with and are up for any new challenges that we may face along the way. Well, thank you very much both for taking time out of your schedule this morning to record uh, the kickoff episode of Maritime AgCast. It looks like it's time to get back to work. Thanks, and we'll see you later on. Thank you. Here's the market report for the weekend at September 4th, 2020. In the local hog market, base prices in Nova Scotia were $1.35 per kilogram, an increase of $0.04 cents from last week. In Ontario, base price was $1.34 per kilogram, an increase of $0.03 cents from last week. In the Quebec market, base price was $1.63 per kilogram, dropping $0.02 cents from last week. On the cattle side, fed cattle at Atlantic Beef Products price was $2.38 on the rail, no change from the previous week. In Ontario, live steers sold for $1.44, moving down just $0.01 cent from last week. And in Quebec, live steers were $0.92, cents, a slight decrease of $0.02 cents from last week. Call cattle at Atlantic Stockyard sold for $0.80, cents, dropping $0.07 cents from the previous week, while rail price at Atlantic Beef Products was $1.63, also down $0.05 cents from last week. Calls in Ontario averaged $0.76, cents, a change of $0.02 cents downward from last week, and $0.77 cents in Quebec, a weekly change of $0.06 cents 
on the downward side. Good Bob calves between 90 and 120 pounds at Atlantic Stockyard sold for $118, up $19 from the previous week, while calves in Ontario were down 10 cents to a price of $1.23 per pound. Calves in Quebec were $1.04 per pound, a drop of 8 cents from the previous week. Base price for lambs at Northumberland, Brookside Abattoir, is at $11.20 per kilogram, and muttons is $5 per kilogram. 50 to 64 pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyards averaged 208 per pound at 57 pounds and ranged from $1.60 to 255. In Ontario, 50 to 64 pound lambs averaged 58 pounds and sold for $2.92, ranging from 205 to 350. For 65 to 79 pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyards, they averaged $2.09 per pound at 72 pounds and ranged from $2 to $2.20. In Ontario, those same 65 to 79 pound lambs averaged $2.76 per pound at 73 pounds and ranged from $1.80 to $3.20. Used Atlantic stockyards ranged from $100 to $230, averaging $175. And in Ontario, use averaged $2.03 a pound at 142 pounds and ranged from $1.60 to $2.35. Upcoming September events include from September 8th to 10th, Perennia's virtual field days. For more information, you can visit the Perennia website. On September 20th, the Atlantic Open Farm virtual day will be held, and you can find out more on that event from meetyourfarmer.ca forward slash events. From September 20th to 26th, the National Farm Safety and Health Week will hold online webinars. For more information, go to farmsafetyns.ca forward slash events. And on September 24th, the Canadian Beef Cattle Checkoff Agency will hold its annual general meeting via virtual form. And to find out more about that, you can go to canadianbeefcheckoff.ca. Over Atlantic Stockyards, some upcoming dates for the September month include an all-yearling feeder sale on September 8th, a fall equipment sale on September 19th, and a fall feeder sale on September 22nd. They also have regular sales scheduled for all Thursdays in September starting at 11 a.m. For more information, visit AtlanticStockyards.com. And for the programming folks, uh, three programs available here in Nova Scotia for our livestock producers, the Cattle Industry Enhancement Program, the Sheep Industry Enhancement Program. Both of those can be found at novascotia.ca forward slash programs. And as well, the Wildlife Damage Mitigation Program can be found at novascotia.ca forward slash programs forward slash wildlife damage mitigation. As always, we encourage you to visit the respective commodity websites for the most recent up-to-date information regarding pricing and industry events. This concludes another episode of Maritime AgCast. We would like to thank our producer, the Agri-Commodity Management Association, Director Ashley, as well as Matt Whitehour and Micah Dahl-Anderson of archesaudio.com for providing the music you heard during this episode. Until next time, happy farming and keep feeding the Maritimes.